You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. I believe that when you change your decor, you can change your life. By swapping out a sofa, you and your family can have a completely different experience in your living room, while you're watching TV, every time you're together in that space. Somebody else who believes that small things can change your life is Jasmine Brett Stringer. She is the author of Seize Your Life, How to Carpe Diem Every Day with Jasmine. And I am so excited to have her as a guest on Big Design, Small Budget. I'm Betsy Helmuth, and hello, Jasmine. Hi, Betsy. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being a guest. I am so excited to see how our two passions overlap because I really think they do. The reason I got into interior design was to change people's lives, was to show them that the joy is in the details and a fresh pillow can give you a new outlook as silly as that seems. But tell me, what does carpe diem mean to you? Well, carpe diem literally means seize the day in Latin. And basically what carpe diem means to me, it's about appreciating and honoring the moments that add up to our lifetime. And how do you do that? How do you make them count? How do you give them meaning? Not meaning in a, in a worldly way or in a way that's pleasing to your spouse, to your parents. But what really does it mean to seize the day from your vantage point. And what's an example of something around the house that we could do to change things, to to have a different outlook? You know, one of the things that I say is I think that sometimes people, we're creatures of habit. I know we, you know, we eat the same thing for breakfast. People that have families, you know, they probably have a two to three week meal rotation. One of the easiest ways I think that we can shake it up is by sleeping on the other side of the bed. You know, it kind of changes things up. You you can't easily reach over and maybe snooze. You might not have the lamp in the same place, but that's an easy way to just kind of jar your system into doing something different. But then you have to get your spouse or significant other potentially on the same page. How does that work out for you? I know. You know, well, I am a newlywed, so that's a hard one for me because I keep telling my husband because I actually used to change the side of the beds before I was married. So now one of us travel. So I like that when one of us is gone that I can do that. So I can't do it with the regularity that I used to do it, but I can do it, you know, infrequently. It could be as simple as adding a new pillow, getting a fresh pair of sheets. I always tell people I'm not a decorator, but I said, gosh, the quickest way to give your house a facelift is to paint something. So why not paint the bathroom or if painting's not your thing, get a new shower curtain and get new shower decor. I uh, have been recently merging things and it's amazing. I realized that, oh my goodness, maybe I had a bathroom decor problem because I had all these little waste baskets and toothpaste holders, but that was my thing. It was an easy way to give my life an update and feel like, oh my God, I've done something completely different, made a major refresh, but without spending that much money. So basically you live at Bed Bath & Beyond. Is that right? Is that what I'm hearing? Bed Bath, well, I kind of live at Target because I live in Minneapolis, so. Of course, excuse me. Uh, I also live at Target uh, and I don't live in Minneapolis, but who doesn't love Target? Target, French designer, right? Yes. So what got you into this carpe diem 
mentality? What inspired you to start this movement? Carpe Diem has been my mantra since I was in high school. And it started with just learning the phrase and wanting to be different. And I'm like, I'll just say Carpe Diem at the end of my voicemail. And then my junior year in high school, one of my friends, her brother died and he was like the star basketball player from our high school, came from a great family and he died suddenly um, in the hospital. And I learned that Life can change in the blink of an eye. And I know that life can change for the good in the blink of an eye and life can change uh, for the bad in the blink of the eye. So I think that it just became a part of who I am because I realized that time waits for no one. We have to go about living life for ourselves, living lives that are authentic, living life that uh, has meaning and purpose, but defining that, defining what meaning and purpose means for you as an individual, as opposed to, like I said, there's so many other people and external pressures that try to impose what we should be doing, what they think we should be doing, what they think we should be wearing what we should be feeding our children i mean we could be overwhelmed if we were to listen to all of the uh external and outside voices and those external and outside voices they also kind of affect our subconscious and then we get that we begin to have this chatter in our head you know remember when we were kids there were the cartoons like the the good angel and the bad devil on your shoulder but now i contend that there's so much noise you could have like five people in there and you think you're schizophrenic and you're not it's just that you need to reassess take some time be still and get a hundred percent on what's important to you for you and move from that place and i loved what you said about the blink of an eye something can change because so many of my clients tell me you know i think i should hire a designer but i think i'm going to wait a year or two until i move into my dream house or why would i invest in a rental i'm not going to be here forever and when I was younger, I was on a shoestring budget. I mean, Target was outside of my price point. I was shopping at the dollar store for my decor. Believe it or not, there are some good things at the dollar store. And I would sign these year-to-year leases, and I'd move every year just because of, well, that's New York City for you. But I always spent time to make it beautiful and fabulous, even if I was just going to be there for a short time because – First of all, you're always in a place a little bit longer than you think. But also, who wants to come home every single day to a place that doesn't feel like you, that doesn't feel fabulous? And I agree with you, whatever fabulous means to you. So don't look at magazines and try and hold yourself to that standard. Really dig deep and say, you know, would having fresh roses really make me happy every day? Or am I good with a plant that's more affordable and will last longer? I just heard someone this morning say that, you know, I go to Costco every two weeks, buy a big bowl of lemons and put these lemons in. And I cut a lemon like every other day and get the aroma in my house. And I thought, wow, that works for him. That's amazing because it lasts longer than certainly cut flowers, but a plant would last even longer than that. But I do love fresh fruit. And on that kick, green apples last so long, even longer than citrus. So if you're a green apple fan, that's what you should be doing because I've tried all the different fruits in my centerpiece bowl on my dining table. And that's the go-to if you're on a budget. Really? Believe it or not. Lemons and limes actually go bad pretty quickly. Oranges have some longevity, but it's all about the green apples. Not even red have as much longevity. And believe me, I stage homes too, so people aren't constantly there to refresh. So a bowl of green apples will last you for 
the month or two that your house is on the market. Because if you design with me, it will sell in a month or less. I like that. Can you, you know, we're going to be selling our place next year. So I think we might have to call you. I might have to get some virtual sessions because didn't you tell me you offer that? We certainly do. We have online sessions and they can be a really big help. Sometimes it's just a matter of little things or having somebody else look at your space, sending in some pictures or doing a FaceTime and having the person say, just lower that artwork six inches. It's going to change everything. I know that sounds ridiculous. But it can change everything. No, I mean. Did I just blow your mind, Jasmine? You kind of did. It can really change. I mean, because, you know, I'm not a stager, but I think that to the whole point of no matter how long you're planning to be in a house, that you should make it feel like a place that you enjoy. And that's a part of seizing the day and seizing your life, because if you don't enjoy your home, the place where you're supposed to go for rest, for peace, for relaxation, what's the point? So you're really not seizing the day. You're not setting yourself up to seize the day because you're not starting your day or you're not ending your day in a place that is comfortable to you. And I used to be a really um, big poo-pooer of patterned bedding. I used to say, you know, patterned bedding, just stick with plain white. It's crisp, but clean. it's clean. Nothing is as classic. But now I realized that patterned sheets bring me so much joy. And when I pair them with a cover, a duvet cover, or a quilt that's patterned too, those two patterns, when I wake up in the morning, I just feel jazzed. So now I'm like a patterned sheet proselytizer. I'm telling everyone, buy patterned sheets. And I get lots of different kinds and I buy them really affordably. And I swap like well, like it's my job. It is my job. But I swap them so much. And it's just how I get my kicks these days. That's amazing. And so you're starting your day, like you said, you're already jazzed just because of something as simple as sheets. So I do like fresh flowers. So when I'm home uh, in a week for longer than three days, I will have fresh flowers at home. But you know, I'm not spending a fortune on them because I'm getting them from Costco or I'm getting them from Trader Joe's. So it's about finding out how you can seize the day in your price point, and it's the little things. I tell everyone, I said, I don't know what it is. I do know that water is my happy place, but you know, unfortunately, I can't be on vacation every week or every single day. I do live close to water, so that's nice, but there is something about a bubble bath, and if I have a little extra time lighting a candle, and if I have a little extra time, maybe even taking a glass of wine in the bathtub that just totally rocks my world. I completely agree. And I think half the battle with seizing the day is having something to look forward to. So planning that, not just saying, oh, you know what? I have 30 minutes to take a bubble bath. But thinking about it from yesterday when you put it on your to-do list for tomorrow, that kind of anticipation for something small. Yeah, I agree in the anticipation, but I think sometimes we become too planful in our society and in our mindset that we miss the everyday moments. And those everyday moments can really be a great opportunity to seize the day. You know, it's like a conversation with a friend. If you've been thinking since yesterday, oh, I'm, I know my carpe diem moment tomorrow is going to be this bath. And you're talking to a friend you haven't talked to in a really long time, that that conversation could actually be your carpe diem moment. But you already had your mind on the bath. So you're not fully engaged in the conversation. So you miss it. That was an aha moment for me. Because I got this new planner, and this new planner has this little special section 
for something that I'm going to do every day to savor my success because I work so hard and do all this stuff and I forget that, you know, I'm successful. I need to enjoy that. What does that mean and how can I feel successful in a decadent way without spending money or doing anything, whatever. So I always write something down there. But then I look forward to that and maybe I close myself off from just being excited to like use my favorite pen to write in the planner or that is really interesting. Maybe I just skip ahead and don't savor the steps to getting there. Mm. Because it allows you to fully engage in the be present and in the moment with everything. I was just going to say then I have to freaking live in the moment. Thanks, Jasmine. You got to live in the moment. And, you know, one other thing, but getting to your point about savoring the success, one of the things that I do is I do five gratitude points in the morning, but my gratitude points are from the day before. So I'm starting my day with gratitude and I always am thankful for waking up. But I think about the day before for those gratitude moments. Interesting. Interesting. And so what do you feel that that does to you versus thinking about your current situation? Well, I think sometimes we think about the current situation and the current situation can be very overwhelming and it can be very daunting uh, or we just, you know, we just get ahead of ourselves. But but by just thinking about, um, you know, what I had to be thankful for the day before, it kind of lets me relive that moment. So it gives me a, a point of reflection and then it gets that energy of appreciation. Well, I like that idea of thinking about yesterday because yesterday is not going to change. And so it's something that is really, it can be a memory now. And if we choose to think of it that way versus an expectation or projecting what the future will be later that day, you know, thinking of that amazing thing you're going to have for lunch and then you get the phone call and you don't get it. So if we could be grateful for yesterday, then we're grateful for things that are assured to happen, to have happened. Right. If you can be grateful for yesterday, you definitely can be grateful for today. It's like if you can appreciate your storms, you can appreciate the sunshine. Taking it all in. I'm taking it in over here. You're taking it in. What are you what are you thinking? I wish I I wish I could a penny for your thoughts. Yeah, I think I think you're much more evolved than me. <laughs> but no, I think you should savor your success. In fact, I just literally had this conversation with my mom and both my mom and I are business owners. We own two different businesses and we were, you know, talking about what's going on. And, you know, my mom has after school programs and she was saying, gosh, you know, I, I think about all these things, but I didn't realize that how many returning students I have and how many returning students I have in the third and fourth grade. And those students started with us in kindergarten. So that means that we're doing something proper in our program because they're staying with us as opposed to thinking, oh, the new students and things of that nature. Because by, um, you know, fourth and third grade, kids kind of are like, I don't want to do this, mom. You know, they're talking back a little bit or they might want different kind of uh, extracurricular activities, but the fact that they're returning to her after school program, that's a testament to the quality of program they're providing. And even me, I think, you know, I'm trying to get more speaking engagements. I'm thinking about my next book. And it's like, I did this last week because I was going over my marketing plan. I said, 
look at all the speaking engagements you've already had. What a nice feather that is in your hat. You know, you have this book. How many books have you sold? Look at the retailers that you've got on board, you know, and and be thankful and give yourself, wait a minute, Jasmine, take a moment and say, well done, Jasmine, and then move forward. But I think sometimes we are constantly, you know, I say we live in this state of when I when I do this, when I do that, and it's always what's next. This is what's next. This is that we don't even have the ability to uh, stop and appreciate what we've already done and what we're doing in the present state. And I think it's the same way with people's homes. People beat themselves up about a room they haven't finished or, you know, how they haven't hung their art rather than really thinking about, you know, look, you even chose this amazing apartment. That's a first step, whether or not it's even furnished. Give yourself a pat on the back right there. You moved in, which is no easy feat. All these little steps, because people get so down on themselves when they're ashamed to entertain or when they're feeling like they're in a space that just isn't working for their family or that feels cluttered. And it's like, maybe take a second, step back, And ask yourself, what are three things I did right with this space? Even if it's as simple as like paying my rent on time, even if that's the only thing you feel you've done right with that space, I think starting from that place of success will allow them to feel less anxiety about their situation. I think that's a really good point. But you know what I've neglected to do, Jasmine? What is that? I've been so into our conversation, I neglected to take our commercial break. So let's segue to our commercial and we'll be right back with a very important Final question for Jasmine. Do you love learning about design? Do you wish you could take a deeper dive into the topics we discuss every week on my podcast? You can. I offer online design classes. Just head to the website bigdesignsmallbudget.com and you can check out my online classes there. I offer three different courses, one in feng shui, one in styling, and one that focuses on furniture selection, size, etc. Choose from those classes or take all three and get a copy of my book for free. Each class is $40 or get that combo pack with the book, three classes, and the book mailed to your home for $90. Mention promo code PODCAST to get 15% off your entire order. Check out my classes, learn more, empower yourself so that you can go shopping with confidence and design a space that looks uniquely you while having optimum flow. Check it out at bigdesignsmallbudget.com. We are back from commercial with Jasmine Brett Stringer, and we are talking about how to carpe diem your life every single day, whether you're doing it in your home or just in your day-to-day activities. I had a final question for you, Jasmine. So a lot of people struggle with living in the moment. What problems prevent people from living this carpe diem lifestyle? We talked about that earlier when we talked about you and you scheduling your savor the success moment. We live in such a scheduled society that we are really just going from meeting to meeting, activity to activity, task to task, that we aren't fully showing up and we aren't fully engaging in those meetings or in those tasks, because once we're in one meeting, you know, we're in the meeting for 15 minutes and then our mind goes to, 
what's for lunch? Oh, what do I need to do uh, in the next meeting? Or wait a minute, what did he just say? No, this is my point, And he's not listening to my point. So you're going over to your next talking point. So we're not fully engaging. So I think if a person can commit to fully engaging, and what does that look like? So that means, you know, it's a hard thing because you've got to build that fully engaging muscle because we're not used to using that in our everyday life. So you say, you know what, I'm going to start with breakfast and coffee. And they always tell you, uh, I just was at the Pritikin Institute, do not multitask when you eat. So when you are eating, don't read the newspaper, don't look at your email, have breakfast and either, you know, enjoy your breakfast Talk to your kids, but don't allow your mind to wander. Be there fully in that moment. And then from eating breakfast. I can't watch my shows. I watch my shows. You watch your shows during breakfast? Watch your shows on the treadmill or on the elliptical. Oh, God, I haven't seen a treadmill. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Taking a nasty turn, Jasmine. (laughs) And then, but anyway, from there. So from breakfast, you have your commute. So is it in the car or are you on the subway? And what is that looking like, the fully engaged there? And then you get into your day. And so you start to slowly build the practice of being in the present moment in every situation. I love that idea of building the muscle and not expecting to be fully engaged all the time, but starting with something small. Because I am not going to give up my shows during lunchtime. But I like the idea of maybe at breakfast, focusing on that donut and coffee. I like that. But you know, if that's your thing, you know, watching your shows is your lunchtime routine. That could actually be your seize the day moment some days. And it was like, life was so crazy. You know, taking my 30 minute lunch and watching whatever you watch was like my one moment of solace. And I really am thankful for that. Yep. Yep. And and it is. It is, by the way, guys. But Jasmine, thank you so much for being here. Tell us how we can find you. You can find me online at Carpe Diem with Jasmine. And Carpe Diem is simply C-A-R-P-E-D-M-D-I-E-M with Jasmine, J-A-S-M-I-N-E. I'm Carpe Diem with Jasmine on Facebook also. And simply Carpe Diem J. B as in boy S on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And your fabulous. Yeah, you can find the book Seize Your Life, How to Carpe DM on my website, on Amazon, and a couple other places online like Barnes and Noble, etc. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us and for all your stay in the moment advice. I have definitely had two ahas during this conversation. I'm sure once I re-listen to this podcast again, I'll have even more. Thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. So guys, a big thank you to Jasmine Brett Stringer, to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the Embassy, our house band, and finally to Affordable Interior Design, the premier place to get beautiful design on a budget. Till next Tuesday, guys. Bye.